one man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. I have been thinking about this, Dominic Carter, here with you. It seems like eminent domain is being used on all of New York. It seems like eminent domain is being used on all of New York when it comes to migrants. When it comes to migrants, eminent domain is when supposedly for the greater public good government will take your property. They make you sell. In other words, whether you want to or not, but at least with eminent domain, you are paid fair market value with eminent domain with the migrants. Government leaders are taking literally poof. What belongs to us that we pay for and are giving it to the migrants from parks to to playgrounds to you name it. Take it. We have no say eminent domain. It goes over to the migrants. I'm still stuck on another issue as it relates to progressives and the woke crowd. It never seems to amaze me. I am still shaking my head. Chicago Mayor Brad Johnson telling the media, members of the fourth estate, to not refer to that gang of youth in Chicago that looted literally a 7-Eleven as a mob. So the mayor is more concerned with how they feel than the rest of us. It's unbelievable. We're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. It's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. To refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. Johnson is asked if he considers those involved Sunday as children. I don't know how old all these individuals were. Wow. Wow. It's inappropriate. What's inappropriate is that they're not being raised properly. What's inappropriate that they're running the streets with no guidance. What's inappropriate, Mr. Mayor, is you are making excuse after excuse after excuse for an element that is destroying society. That is the only way to state this. This, Mr. Mayor, as you are busy defending the looters, don't call them a mob. Boo-hoo. You're busy defending them. A Chicago man has been charged with murder, Mr. Mayor, in your city after he shot an eight-year-old girl, allegedly, in the face, riding a scooter. He complained of noise, Mr. Mayor, but you're concerned about the animals. Oops, not supposed to say that. Um, The young people. The young people that are looting the stores in Chicago. The man had complained about noise before the shooting Saturday night. 43-year-old Michael Goodman is charged with first-degree murder, and he lives on the block where the shooting occurred. Uh, According to witnesses, the gunman confronted the eight-year-old girl who's now in the morgue and her father about noise before the fatal shooting in Chicago. Police say the the suspect shot the girl in the face and you don't want to call young people a mob, Mr. Mayor. Now, uh, of course we have our own issues here in New York union square And it it makes one, you know, Michael in New Jersey calls up and he gives me his doom and gloom. He says, New York is finished. And he he says it repeatedly. 
And I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't believe so, but there are those that believe he might be on to something, that we might be heading back to the New York 70s, the New York 70s. And and you know what? But before I before I get to Governor David Patterson on the Cats Roundtable with our owner operator John Katsimatidis regarding the Chicago situation, I want you to listen to something that I saw online and uh, I found it to be quite entertaining. It's by a um, a site that's called Black Conservatives Perspectives. And they are reacting to what the mayor of Chicago says, boo-hoo, don't call them a mob. The reason why I'm doing this video is because Brandon Johnson is repeatedly proving how this guy is clearly the worst mayor in America, okay? It didn't take long for us to see that this progressive radical lunatic uh, is running this city into the ground, okay? And um, part of the reason why is that this guy is scared to tell the truth about these teenagers and the fact that they are agents of chaos and a destruction to society, right? And if you actually call out these teenagers, okay, that are doing these teen takeovers, I just talked about the most recent one in Chicago that happened where they basically ransacked and destroyed a 7-Eleven. If you call it for what it is, if you call it a mob, okay, uh, if you call them criminals, Right. If you demonize him, this guy gets more triggered by that than the fact that, um, again, this stuff has happened in the first place and people are losing their lives over the nonsense. OK, again, there were 40 teenagers charged, OK, charged and arrested. Um, also, uh, you had some of the teenagers, they had guns on them. Right. But again, uh, Brandon Johnson is triggered that the media is calling this out for what it is. It's a mob, a mob, a mob, a mob, Mr. Mayor. Again, of course, we have our own issues here in New York. And um, one has to wonder if we are headed back to the 70s in terms of doom and gloom, crime and so on. Governor David Patterson appeared on the Cats Roundtable over the weekend with our owner operator, John Katsimatidis. Here's what Governor Patterson has to say. Governor, the way the way things are right now, if they try to raise taxes, people will just leave faster. That's exactly what's going to happen. And they have no control over whether they leave or not. And they seem to almost treat certain uh, members of the population as if they're expendable and they're not expendable. We need them to be here. We need uh, affordable and luxury housing built all over the place. I'll say one thing. They sure haven't stopped constructing uh, d- during the pandemic and even afterward these days. There's a lot of development going on. But it is really what is, uh, the, the, as I said before, the backbone of the city. And you'll really find out how bad it can be if they do move away or uh, if you have situations like we had in the 70s where um, – the, the proliferation of crime and the um, uh, unaffordability of of uh, housing at that point created a, a really squalor condition around the city. And Governor Patterson appearing with our owner operator John Katsimatidis. We're going to start with your telephone calls in just a second. Also discuss the issue as it relates to migrants. is getting uh, almost at a, uh, give me the right word, at a critical point? I think it's at a tipping point where there just aren't, you know, look what happened at the hotels where the hotels were filled up. They were trying to get the excess migrants that mostly uh, males who couldn't get into the hotels, and they chose to sleep on the streets rather than going to another facility. Finally, on Wednesday, Jamani Williams, who is the public advocate of the city of New York, he had a press conference warning President Biden that he might not get the votes out of New York that he thinks he would get if he doesn't do something about this migrant crisis. Now, I don't think that that would really happen, uh, but it was certainly a, a, an element of frustration that the public advocate was fomenting that everybody else feels. How everybody else feels. We don't even want to go there, folks. I'm telling you, eminent domain. I've been thinking about this, and it's not exactly a a match, but they're literally taking 
what belongs to the American taxpayer, what belongs to the American public. And they're going, oops, you don't own this, at least temporarily. This belongs to the migrants. Why in the hell are we bending over backwards for migrants? I will never know. Mayor Adams, you got us in this mess. Get us out of it. You're the one that stood there and welcomed the migrants here like it was a big show on your way to to the Oval Office in the in the White House. And so now, and let's go ahead and open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So now the city has placed at least 60 migrant men in Brooklyn's uh, Sunset Park Recreation Center. This happened on Saturday. Another 55 at McCarran Park uh, Play Center, uh, crowding out other users. The community uses this and I, I'm sorry I, I may sound like I'm being uh, insensitive but whoever said migrants are, are supposed to be the top priority in America who says they get top billing ungrateful unappreciative and will tell you what they don't like and it's called a get over game and they're getting top billing over everything and now, get ready, if you enjoy enjoy Central Park, that may be no more. The next eyesore that you have to look at with migrants may be well, Central Park. Well, Dominic, come on, man, you're being unfair. They have to have a place to stay. Go back home. Go somewhere else. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And frankly... I've I've known I've known Mayor Adams for 30 plus years. Real leadership would have turned them around at the door day one instead of pandering. And I'll tell him that to his face in public and in private. And if I say it in private, I'll say, come on, man, what were you thinking? I get it. You know, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're on the network TV shows and you're on top of the world and and, and you're the Biden of Brooklyn. But I would say plain and simple what the kids say. I would say, Eric, you played yourself and now you got to deal with it. And if you're not careful, you will be a one term mayor. I know you don't think that's possible. But what you're doing with these migrants is outright disrespectful to the taxpayer. Who says they get top billing where people in the dead of summer can't use their community uh, playground center because now migrants are in there? Are, are we serious here? Let's start with the telephone calls. Lou on Long Island. Good morning, Lou. What's on your mind? Yes, Dominic. Uh, as you said, it seems like eminent domain by the city taking away public uh, parks and recreation areas. This was always meant to be for the public and citizens. And I don't want to get into the citizen uh, because we know they're not. So why did they get a better deal than the people in the community? Well, uh, because, Lou, you know why. The mayor welcomed Mayor Adams, brand new in office. Governor Abbott sat down at a chessboard and he said, let me see how I can play the mayor of New York. Got it. I'm going to publicly humiliate him. I'm going to send the migrants there. He's going to posture and play himself politically, and then he's going to own this problem. And that is exactly what has happened. And it's absolute suicide for Eric Adams. He welcomed it. He did not foresee the, you know, how many people, I think. I mean, you think about what New York got. I don't know what is it, one one hundredth of what Texas got. You know, feel the pain. Right. You want them try and deal with it. Right, right, right. And I, I hate to say you want them. That seems too degrading. But you opened yourself up to it. It it does appear to be that way, Lou. Thank you for your call. Let's go from Long Island to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Penelope. Penelope, you are on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hey, you know, I just wanted to tell you that uh, besides that, uh, you're great. The um, 
the uh, demons, they're just around us. Everything's coming from like a native place. Everything is coming from, yeah, I, I'm sorry. A, neg- a e- negative place. Oh, a negative place. Okay. A negative place. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just becoming so bad that our, you know, what's happening in our areas is just, it's just negative and uh, nobody's standing up for what, you know, what really needs to be done. Sorry. Agreed. Penelope, I, I thank you for your telephone call. You have a wonderful morning. Uh, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. Hope you had a great weekend. What's the solution or how can uh, this be reversed, the sanctuary state situation? Because that's the only solution. That's what I see. I mean, regardless of Adams and Abbott and whatever, um, the sanctuary. How I don't I know when it was placed in, but can it be reversed? Well, the Adams administration is in court trying to have it curtailed, if you will. Okay. I, I, I don't know how that's going to play out, Audrey, but the bottom line is there was no what, what I'm offended at. And I've said this before is that Mayor Adams had his immigration commissioner go greet the buses. Why in the hell would you do that? That's his job, the sanctuary state. No, no, that's not his job. His job is to the people of New York. What he did with these migrants was pandering for a national crowd, and it has blown up in his face. Okay. And and he doesn't doesn't have have any any, uh, cover. What else would a commissioner do of immigration um, with the citizens that he had to greet somebody? I don't know. Why? Why? Why, Audrey? Why? I don't why, know. why can't the buses arrive uh-huh. to silence yeah, and, and, and send a message of you're not really welcomed here? Yeah, why, I hope why? they're able to reverse it because, how do you say, send your folks in and we'll take them? No, nobody wants to take them. How was your weekend? Great. Mine's was. <laughs> well, what, what made your weekend great, Audrey? Well, it was my mom's 93rd birthday Sunday. You said her 91st or 95th? 3rd. 93rd. Wow. Wow. And 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 how's she doing? She's great. She's a trooper. I'll tell you, she's a rock. I said, the 90s these days are new 70s to me. You know, there's more 90s. My dance instructor in the senior center, she's 97. So rah, rah for the 90s. But it was great because I got to see the family and folks, you know, and she had a good time. So that was a good good weekend. I actually was able to drink a little champagne. <sighs> well, I, I'm glad I'm glad that your mother had a great birthday and send my belated regards and ninety three. I mean, that doesn't come every day. So no, Audrey Audrey, that's a blessing and, and I hope that you appreciate that and yes, and, and send our well wishes to your mom. Thank you for the uh call. Let's go down. Let's go to uh, Lamar Renee in Manhattan. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, uh, Dominique. I just wanted to to broaden the discussion somewhat because we're focused on the problem here in, in, in New York City. And Mayor Adams' decisions are completely coming from the White House. No, they're uh, not. No, they're not. No, they're well, not. May, I, may I finish go my ahead. position? Go ahead. Thank you. Coming from President Biden and President Biden and even going back to President Obama have have bought into a United Nations policy of countries, Western countries, accepting a certain number of refugees and illegal immigrants annually. Okay, so what what does that have to do? What does that have to do with Adams opening the door here in New York? Because he's not, he's, he is a man that has to answer to higher authorities within the Democratic Party. Oh, really? Leads, Sa- says that, who? Says who? Uh, that is what I, that's how I am interpreting his positions and his decision making. He's not, in my opinion, a man who stands on his own feet, call, feet, who will call a spade a spade, who will stand up on behalf of the constituents of New York City who elected him. He is a person who is bought into the political machine, and sometimes it trips you up, and it has. And I cannot foresee him being uh, running for a second term and, and the citizens of this city falling.
going forward. I cannot. He has been a very weak and compromised politician to subject the city to the problems that, that these people who are not even citizens have, con- have, have, have subjected us and are subjecting us to. And the fact that, 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 that the, the people who voted for him, I did not, who voted for him, are accepting this. You are a mouthpiece. But where are the other people who, who pulled down the lever and said, this is going to be our representative for this city? Where, what are they doing? Why aren't they in the streets and, and responding and reacting to this problem the way the Me Too and the Black Lives Matter folks were out in the street and protesting after the murder of, of George Floyd? I don't understand it. People are docile when it is in their face. Well, <clears throat> I can't argue with what you just said. Uh, and to answer, you said, why are they not in the street? Because it's the blind leading the blind. And and it's the candidates that go sell a bill of goods to to communities and they go for it and they they go to the communities and they go, brother, I'm one of you. We are the same. We have got to get to the promised land together. And I, I don't know if it's incompetency, but it was a major mistake. I, I, I again, I say, let the legal aid society sue if you. If you make your city policy based on a legal aid society, you are in trouble politically because they will have you doing things that that just defy logic. So how do you see this playing out? I I see it becoming a a disaster. I also uh, uh, raise the 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 concern to you about suddenly we are uh, the, the the city and its its tax dollars are being directed to illegal aliens and the homeless have been in the street, the mentally ill have been in the street. The mentally ill have some mentally ill persons have been been harming citizens. And where has been the outpouring of money and concern and the transport of them to facilities that are available to house them and to truly address their problems, not just chaining them inside a cage inside a psychiatric unit. And, 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 and many of the American people who, who see this happening in front of them are more concerned about someone who comes into your country who cannot speak English who doesn't know what it means to be in a democratic society. They come from societies that are authoritarian, that will, will, will grab you in the street, that will rob you when you're walking down the street and kidnap you. And if the, if the persons who are in control of that society, they can kill you. Now, why would you want that person coming into your society when you wouldn't allow them through your front door? This is our home. But people seem to they, it's OK. And this in this progressive left that seems to be so blindsided by their own confusion. And they seem almost mentally deranged by their decisions. Almost, a, almost, almost, almost well, mentally deranged. I, I'm, I'm trying to be discreet in I my language. It. I got but, it. But I'm just saying that. This- what you're just saying that what you you what you faded out in my in my ear. Are you still oh, there? I, I'm, Yes, I okay. am. I'm just saying that it is extremely disturbing and it is going to reach a blow up. How it plays out, I don't know. I think that that, again, these are superior decisions that are coming down the channel. And, and it's part of the, the shift in societies and Western civilization under this global plan, which is being played out through many, many channels. And this is just one of them. Suddenly, there's a, a street, millions of illegals are moving around the world. And part of it is that, that their, the home, the origins of their homes are, are being sustained. Their, their illegal governments and socialist governments are being sustained by remittances that are being sent home because they're just being given jobs. Here, incompetent people who can hardly read are being given jobs in health care and in construction they're going I, to now I build agree a, with you and and you, and i mean how is this possible how is it, it possible that this that we allow a man like adams to remain in office plus what, the city council because the city council is supporting him Adrian right. Adams. Right. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, he's, he's on the state level. I have to step in. Thank you for the call, Lamar Renee. And by the way, that was the name of a very famous uh, disc jockey on the radio uh, here in New York for years, a midday uh, disc jockey, Lamar Renee. 
We are going to take a break. We see all of your calls. When we come back, other issues to brief you on. We're going to go to Bayonne, Pennsylvania, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Staten Island. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Everybody. 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 On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. You have every right to be furious about what's going on. Your sacrifices for migrants. And hey, at least Mayor Adams was uh was honest when he said it's coming to a community near you, because it is. And um it just seems to me to be political suicide. I wouldn't do it. I don't understand the logic. I don't get it. It's not going to help you get to Washington. It's only infuriating New Yorkers, infuriating people that you may need for a second term. We see all the telephone calls. We're about to get to them in just a second, but a few other tidbits. Um, uh, One that I found uh, interesting, Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis appearing on the Today Show, right? And uh, all of these issues going on as it relates to the latest criminal case against former President uh, Donald Trump. Well, DeSantis says, of course, Trump lost the election. Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. Okay, but respectfully... You did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump lost, then how of can course, you? No, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 of, election. Of course. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. Okay. So uh, there, there, there you have uh, uh, Governor DeSantis uh, discussing that. Also, uh, Mitch McConnell, the, the uh, Republican leader in the Senate, is on the ropes after uh, his recent health scare when he froze in the middle of remarks over the weekend. Uh, protesters showed up telling him it's time to go. And McConnell continued his remarks, uh, almost like the protesters were not there. This happened in Kentucky. And uh, one of the big stories that we're following, the special counsel, Jack Smith, is trying to silence to a large degree uh, Mr. Trump, the former president, from talking about his own trials. I want you to listen to this exchange, CNN, between Dana Bash and uh, Trump attorney John Lerno. The judge rejected your request for three more days to consider the special counsel's proposed rules for how to handle evidence. The proposed protective order that would let Trump use some sensitive information but not take that information with him. Will you agree to that? Well, first of all, this protective order that's being suggested by the Biden administration is an effort to keep from the press important non-sensitive information that the Biden administration has that may speak to This isn't by the Biden administration. This is by the special independent counsel. no, no, here for this reason, no. The independent counsel, it's not independent, it's special counsel, has to get the approval of Merrick Garland in order to go forward. Joe Biden said in November 2022 that he wanted to see President Trump prosecuted and taken out of this okay, race. There's so it no, is the Biden I'm just going to stop you because no there's no evidence it. But the that bottom line is, Joe no, no, Biden I'm, is involved in this. Interesting. And of course, much of the recent case is going to focus on the account of then Vice President uh, Pence, who was heckled over the weekend in New Hampshire. Why'd you sell out the people? Why didn't you stay? Why didn't you uphold the 
interesting again. Let's return back to your telephone calls. And folks, let me be crystal clear. You have every right to be furious about the sacrifices that are being thrown down your throat over migrants. It it doesn't have to be this way. I don't care what the legal aid society says. Their agenda runs opposite of of a majority of uh, New Yorkers. And that that's the that's the bottom line here. Let's go to Barbara in New Jersey. Good morning, Barbara. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning. I'd like to know what's going to happen to all these people on cots and in tents when the winters come and the snow comes. And also, how are they feeding them? What about bathrooms and showers? The cost of all this. Well, the many of the great question, Barbara. Many of the tents uh, are, hint, are are heated for for winter use, and so uh, I don't know what the city's plan is in the winter. But I believe they they have the capacity to keep them in tents. Uh, the migrants have been complaining about. Uh, that there's like one bathroom for 30, 40 migrants. I, I don't know what the case is. You know, what's going to happen in the future, Barbara? Your guess is as good as uh, anyone's. I, I honestly don't think the administration knows. I really I really don't. How do you feel about what's going on? I know you're in New Jersey, but how do you feel about what's happening in New York? Disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful. And why do we owe them all this and the right and the right of them to complain? And let the church say amen. Barbara, you are correct. Thank you so much for the call this morning. Let's go from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. Let's say good morning to David. David, you are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. Hey, I'm sure I don't have to give you a history lesson on Ellis Island. But when these people are getting off the bus, are they being checked out medically? I do not believe so. I don't know that completely to be the case, but I do not believe so. We continue to bend over backwards to um, to make sure the kumbaya, that they are welcomed and that everything is wonderful. So to answer your question, I do not believe that they are, David. What are your okay, concerns? So, Go ahead. So is the mayor trying to put the rats in second place? When it comes to uh, pathogens and pandemics, is that the idea? Wait, when you say is the mayor trying to put the rats in second place, I, I don't follow. In terms of pathogens and pandemics. Hey, oh, oh, okay. God well, knows what kind of uh, medical conditions these people are willy-nilly bringing into the country. It's obscene. I, I hear you, David. Uh, I think many... Many uh, people within the sound of our voices agree with you, uh, but it is it is what it is. Thank you uh, for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Steve, Staten Island. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning to you. Three quick things. Vote for them, vote for them, vote for them. Schumer, Nadler, this new garbage can Goldman. This is what they do. They're going to continue. You're the same homeless people that are on the uh, subway, the F train. They're, they're still down there begging for help, but yet you're spending millions of dollars in inconveniencing people's lives, and you don't even help the people in America. And the other thing, Dominic, I wanted to tell you, Daryl De Sosa. Daryl De Sosa owed $67,587.72 as a black man. He did 10 months in prison. Facts check me, Dominic. Okay, he, he did. Wait, wait, he did. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, he, million, wait, wait, wait. You said he owed 67000 Is that what you said? $67,587.72, and he pled the same charges as Hunter Biden, but yet that black man did 10 months in prison. This is just tax evasion. Hunter Biden did yeah, and what, 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 what What's the man's name? I'm not familiar with the case. What's the man's name again? Daryl DeSosa. 
D-E-S-O-U-S-A. And, and you're telling me there are no other extenuating circumstances? It was just tax evasion? There is none. I'd like to be put on hold, and you can give me a phone number where I can, I'll fax it to you, the facts of this case. You, you fax check me tomorrow, and you can call me. It's sinful that this man owed $67,000 to the IRS, but I, I got to be honest with you, Steve. I find that very hard to believe. There are people oh, that owe please. that owe that owe hundreds of thousands of dollars to the IRS and and never see the the the, the light of a jail. I just find that very hard to believe. You're yeah, telling me well, that well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ta- I'm going to tell you, you know why you don't you and you're a black man and I'm a white man, but I'm going to tell you why this this poor man didn't stand a chance. Okay, Trust but me. but again, but you, but you, but Steve, is, Steve, Fox News. Steve, you're giving me facts that I, I don't care where it was on. You're giving me facts that that I can't verify as of right now. But I'm just telling you, I'm going to look into the case. You said that for for owing sixty seven thousand dollars, he got ten months in jail. I find that very hard to That's believe. Correct. That's the plea agreement he agreed to. He might have had a bad attorney. It could have been anything. But the bottom line is. How, do you, how does this man do 10 months in jail and, and, and your junkie son that owes $2 million is <laughs> getting a plea bargain? Right. Well, you, you know what? No I, 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 I hear you, Steve. But even for all of uh, Mr. Hunter Biden's you know challenges. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, don't, I don't really want to discuss racism right now. I'm not feeling that right now, Steve. Thank you for the call. What, what I don't like is that you just referred to, I'm not going to uh, say the same term, that you just did you with the way you referred to Hunter Biden. Listen, I understand he may not be the most popular person on earth, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need. I, I don't see what we gain by referring to him, uh, you know, with the terms uh, for his drug problems, you know, we, you know, people, we all fall down. The question is, do you get back up? And that even includes by 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 dare I say it, it even includes Hunter Biden. And and I understand the argument of privilege and everything else, but to refer to him that way, you know, just sometimes it, it bothers me. I wouldn't refer to any human being uh that way. The man had a tremendous drug problem, and no matter what happens, whether he goes to jail or not, I wish him the best uh with with his situation. But thank you for that telephone call. Let's go to uh Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um oh, look uh when it comes to illegal aliens, plain and simple, return them to country of origin. Okay, uh, I have this in my own family. Um my my cousin Solomon from Nazi occupied Austria um somehow was managed to escape from Austria and made it to Canada. And um, he crossed the border and uh, tried to establish living in the U.S. He was arrested by authorities and returned back to Canada, where he, because Canada at that time had uh, was part of the Commonwealth, he made his way to England where he lived out his life. Thank God. But um, my point is, is that um, America would arrest people who were not legally uh, uh, allowed to stay in the United States and would send them back to country of origin. And that's why all of these Hondurans, these Africans, these Chinese, whatever they are, if they're they're coming into this country, they should be returned to country of origin. And I don't know what the hell the, the, the controversy is over this. I mean, especially because these people are not coming here under traditional, um, uh, you know, I don't think that they're coming here because uh, they're coming here for economic need. That's it, and that's that's not uh, that's that's not the legal reasons for coming to America. Okay, and that's, well, uh, it, it just seems Norman why it's happening. I I don't know why, but it seems like Mayor Adams is afraid of the Legal Aid Society. Let him sue. I mean, it won't be the first time. It won't be the last. Let them sue. Norman, thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. We will continue with your phone calls in just a second. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your calls. And coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. W-A-B-C. 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And this morning, a 50-year-old woman was bitten by a shark and suffered a gruesome leg injury while swimming at Rockaway Beach Monday evening. According to officials, the woman was attacked in the water, and I don't know what's going on with all of these shark attacks, but near Beach 59th Street, just before 6 p.m., according to the city parks department, uh, who said that the incident was the first known shark bite shark bite uh, at Rockaway Beach in recent memory. But it seems like all these sightings, and it just seems like it's getting closer and closer, and attacks and attacks. Who who knows why this is uh, all going on? Let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Yes, it's actually it's Joaquin. Joaquin Wha- Felix, believe it or not. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the original Jaws movie was actually based on what happened in, in Monmouth, New Jersey, up a river. Okay, I got uh, it. It said you wanted to talk about Texas. Yes, and- I did. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, what is what is what is what is Texas Governor Abbott supposed to do with him? He can't turn him around and send him back from his own state. And unfortunately, you know, the lady who called earlier, she's right. There's a globalist agenda, and they've 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 destroyed France. They destroyed Paris. They've basically been trying to destroy Western civilization because they want to bring in their one world order and have open borders. And this is the agenda that they've been working on. Right. I, I hear it. But uh, I, I really believe that Governor Abbott won on a number of fronts. One, he got the migrant issue focused on by the world by shipping the issue literally to the biggest media capital of the world. And he exposed the uh, liberal progressives uh, for for talk because it was OK when Texas was just dealing with the problem. But then when it comes to New Ever, New Ever York, then it's an entirely different story, screaming bloody murder. And and the way that the city handled it, the city should have just said next and turn the buses around to the next city. But no, Mayor Adams was already measuring the drapes at the White House, the Biden of Brooklyn and on and on. Thank you for your telephone call this morning. Let's go to Cynthia in New Jersey. Good morning, Cynthia. What's on your mind? Cynthia, are you with me? No, Cynthia? Okay, Cynthia is not there. Let's go to Deborah in New Jersey. Good morning, Deborah. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. How are you? Good morning. Uh, the woman the woman that called before earlier, again, I want to second that. She's absolutely right. What was her name, by the way? Do you know? Or you I don't, don't remember, but please okay. go ahead, Deborah. Okay, so uh, Glenn Beck just wrote a book called Dark Future. Everything's explained in there. Whether you like them or not, it's very much explained. Let me tell you, you know that legalized gambling is coming to the city, yes. correct? You know yes. about that. Yes. Isn't it ironic how congestion pricing is happening right in that same area? You got to connect the dots. Okay, so connect the and dots. Athletes, what, what, what are you telling me? Right, connect what, what? Your, okay, they want legalized gambling. That is for the very, very rich. They're going to need workers there in the next couple of years when they start. They need a lot of workers. Legalized gambling is coming to the Meadowlands. Right now, over in the Meadowlands. Okay, but I need, uh, but I, I, but wait, Deborah, I want you to connect the dots. Work, Let's stay okay, in Manhattan. The immigrant, I well, no, the immigrants are going to be bussed over here. We need workers over here for the new hotels. But how, but how can they work when they don't have permission from the government to work? Oh, they well, you're going to see what's going to be happening. What's happening right now is temporary. The lady that said that called after and said, "Are they going to be sleeping on the street in the winter?" No, my dear, they're going to be somewhere else. It's going to be. This is all organized. But uh, but, but Deborah, but I'm trying to follow you. And, and what I'm wait, to, wait, no, Deborah, hold, wait, Deborah, Deborah, hold on a second. 
Yes. Before moving on to the next quote, you tied in congestion pricing what I'm with the migrants. Mid-ca- and I don't understand. Explain. I don't understand the connection. Okay, go ahead. They do not. They do not want the people from the outer boroughs driving into the city. A lot of people say, well, I work there. I have to go to the doctor. Find another job and find another doctor. They are reimagining Manhattan. It is not going to be like it was years ago. They are changing it. And this is what they're implementing. You have to step back and watch. Remember when Bloomberg, when Bloomberg got in after Giuliani, he said, please don't drive your car into the city. Take transportation. They do not want people from all the outer boroughs driving into Manhattan. They prefer that you take public transportation. I hear you, Deborah, but, I, I'm, but I'm still. Maybe it is by plan, but I hear it you, is. Deborah, but I'm not I'm not seeing the connection with no, congestion no, you, well, pricing. The connection is that they're reimagining the city. I know, I got it. You said it three or four times, but I, I don't see the connection. I just don't All see right, it. But, see but it. Think, okay. You don't have to see it okay. right now. Okay. The immigrants are going to be working in all of these hotels, the gambling, and the ones in New Jersey. They are. Right now, if you come over to Route 3, you're seeing all the factories they've knocked down. That is all going to be the hotels for the new gambling that's coming to the Meadowlands. Okay. This is uh, all. all right. you, I know you, you, you said, don't you see said it, it now, three or four times. I, I, got, I got it, Deborah. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jane in Queens. Good morning, Jane. What's on your mind? Good morning. I want to talk about what's going to happen next. If we stop giving these 100,000 people food and shelter and playstations and TVs and pools and the food that they want. What are they going to do? Are they going to sit back quietly and do nothing? I think right now we're feeling sorry for these people, but in the near future, we're going to fear these people. These people are going to be roaming this city like nothing you've ever seen before. We have Bragg. He's going to do nothing. He doesn't arrest people. He doesn't incarcerate people. And we're going to have 100,000 people that feel they deserve the lifestyle that Americans have worked so hard for. And I think we're in big, big trouble because we can't control these people. You saw what happened at Union Square. I mean, we can't control anything in this city anymore. And we're going to have 100,000 of them just roaming around. As long as we give them the pools and the tennis courts and everything that they want, they're smiling and they're quiet, but they're not going to be quiet for long. This whole city is going to erupt. It's going to erupt to something like we've never seen before. And it's time to get out. It's just time to get out. I've been in this city for a long, long time, but it's time to get out of the city. It's a scary city already. I I hear you, Jane, and I I thank you for the call, Jane, in Queens this morning. Let's go to Bill in Manhattan. Good morning, Bill. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say I think – I, Trump did say that it's going to hurt blacks the most. Uh, the migrants will hurt blacks. He always said that when he closed the border because uh, of their quicksands uh, to the black community. Okay, and but wait, 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 wait. But why are you making a tie to black people? I don't, I don't get because it. Because Deborah made a brilliant point, and, and I didn't I, hear Deborah. I, think, I didn't hear Deborah bring up black wants. Oh no, she said that they're going to hold all these jobs, bro. They're not going to give them to jobs, black people. They're going to give it no, to them. She said jobs for migrants. She said nothing yes, about black Dominic, people. I got to buy you coffee, brother, because you need a cup of coffee. That was a brilliant point that she made, bro. Okay, wait, wait. First, right. first of all, first of all, you're calling me brother. You're calling me bro. Yeah. I'm not your brother, and I'm not your bro. <laughs> have, a, have a good night, bro. Okay, have yeah, a good yeah. Night. you have, have a good, good night, night yeah. as well, okay? I'm not your brother, and I'm not your bro, number one. Number two, you don't have to bring up every black issue to me. She did not say the word black once. She made a connection between congestion pricing and what's going on with the migrants. Congestion pricing and the migrants. I'm not your brother. I'm not your bro. Please. And you don't have to bring every black issue to me. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. Great great phone calls. No, I just wanted to add some what was mentioned before. You know, you said you you want to know how this is all going to play out. And the way I see this playing out, I think Eric Adams is answering to the National uh, Democratic Party puppet masters what they want. Because really what they want, they want to create a a crisis situation. And that's going to be you get a lot of public opinion and compel the politicians and everybody to feel sorry for this crisis. We had to do something. 
So then we're going to get the federal government to fund it. And we're all going to pay. All of our kids and our grandchildren are going to pay for this and to fund them, to bring them, to secure them. And ultimately, they're going to become a very uh, intransigent, dependent, underclass population that's going to be basically uh, a population voting base for the Democratic Party and empower them. And, for, and, and the collateral for this, Dominic, where the funding's going to come, what they're seeing, because if they do get that, the big dollars that they're going to collect or they're going to pick up on is, is retirement accounts. There's $40 trillion in retirement accounts out there. And that's the, that's the, that's the, the big purse that they're going to use. They're going to promote their social justice policies to access that because it won't be fair for other if the people don't have those retirements. So they'll just redistribute some of that wealth. But that, they can't do it now. But the Democrats have already proposed policies. Many radical leftists have. And I think that's where they're going to, you know, they're going to cash in. That's, that's how I see this all playing out over the next few years. Well, it, Dave, thank you for the call. It's going to be interesting in a moment. Frank Morano, but let's go to Jerry in Edison, New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. I'd like to follow up on the point that that gentleman just made, and I think that a lot of people are missing something when it comes to what the government has done to us. This inflation that we have is part of the problem that people don't seem to understand, like we're talking about how people are going to be taxed to pay for illegals and other things like that. We're already being taxed through inflation because all the money that's been printed and it goes maybe for this or that, but that could have been money that if we didn't need it for all these illegals, we wouldn't even be using that money because we would already have saved it on not having all these illegals in here being taken care of. We could have used that money to do whatever they wanted to do, but now we have to print extra money. So we already have been hit with heavy taxes of 20, 30 percent, possibly and mainly because of a lot of things that go wrong, including the illegal immigrants. Now, what that other gentleman was saying, let's forget about black and white. No, I understand, but but you got 15 seconds because I got to move on to Frank Morano. Go ahead. That there's competition amongst everyone, including blacks and whites and so forth. So whenever people do get jobs, these illegals, they're taking him from people that are American citizens, whatever color they are. That's a fact. Okay, fair America enough. Would be in that job. Fair enough. Thank you, Jerry. I wish I had more time. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up this all morning? All right. Well, it's very interesting. We're all watching who's going to make the debate stage for this Republican presidential debate, which so far Donald Trump has indicated that he is not going to participate in or he may not participate well. A candidate that many people may not have heard of has qualified for the debate stage. A businessman, self-made, pretty wealthy guy named Perry Johnson. And he's going to join me to talk to us about his candidacy and uh, his book, Two Cents to Save America. Certainly a smart guy and has done very well in the private sector. I'll ask him if, uh, given the fact that a lot of our audience doesn't even know who he is, if this is a realistic thing to go on embark on a presidential campaign and what he's supposed uh, hoping to get out of that we're going to talk foreign policy with uh, historian jeffrey roberts and i'm going to be joined by an author and a medical anthropologist who says that women's brassiers could actually be helping to cause breast cancer it's an interesting book that he's read that he's written on this and we're wow. going to get into it in a big way so so then if the bras were not around then what I, I will find out in, at 2.30. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. Frank Morano coming up right now, and uh, you want to keep it right there. Another interesting show, The Other Side of Midnight. I will be back in 24 hours. I want you folks to do me a favor and have a wonderful day. News headlines, Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight.